Oh, shoot. Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I'm your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is Thursday, April 19th. Correct. April 18th, year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, we're still talking about the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> Always laugh when I hear that because it is doesn't reflect. But there's lots to be talked about about it. You know, is So the question today is, is $80 billion enough to fix the IRS? That's what we're going to talk about today. Won't you join us? So, uh, again, we, we all know that the IRS has just gotten $80 billion. It's really about $79 billion. Point something billion. What? Why quibble? But let's face it, that's a big number. Eighty billion. A big, big number. <laughs> Nothing to sneeze at. And uh, you know, you think that that would solve everybody's problems, right? Eighty billion dollars. That's man. That's a big number, and it should solve all of our problems. But there's a good article about it, and uh, so it kind of has a lot of my same arguments. And thought I would. I thought I'd get it. So let's let's get started, and. Uh, We'll do that. So here's the article. The IRS has problems that $80 billion, the $80 billion won't solve. Defenders of the Internal Revenue Service say it needs more money to do a better job collecting taxes. Fine, but first it needs to earn our confidence. I have to agree with that. The recent Democratic bill on climate and taxes increases the funding for the Internal Revenue Service by an additional $80 billion over 10 years with the purpose of collecting more revenue by enforcing existing laws. Bloomberg reports that the agency will use the money to add auditors, improve customer service, and modernize technology. I have general sympathy for this idea, but but the more I read from its defenders, the more wary I feel. The general chorus is that the IRS doesn't have the people or technology needed to perform its mission. For instance, the nonpartisan Center on Budget and Policy Priorities said that budget cuts have left the IRS depleted, uh, with the agency losing 19% of its budget and 22% of its staff between 2010 and 2021. The agency has also been struggling to replace workers who leave. A recent Washington Post. How is this going to help that? If you can't even, when you can't even replace the workers who are leaving, how, how are you going to add workers? A recent Washington Post article by uh, Catherine Rample uh, details the backward state of the information technology at the IRS, where paper tax returns aren't scanned into computers. Instead, IRS employees manually keystroke the numbers from each document into the system, system digit by digit. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, the IRS talking about, well, maybe we're going to get some scanners. It's like, and the scanners they're looking for are like 10 years old. They, they're not that expensive. You know, inputting data through scanners is, 
is, I would say, ten times, hundred times more more efficient. Pay for themselves overnight, don't you think? But, and then also we talked about. I've shown the uh, pipeline um, video. I was thinking about doing it today. Probably don't have enough time, but but to show you the uh, labor-intensive process of processing paper tax returns at the IRS, it's it's phenomenal. Um, and the GEAO has criticized IRS crypto cybersecurity software and called an essential technology upgrade troubling, given that it's not slated to finish until 2030. The agency also uses fax machines. I told people this. You know, we would fax in our 2848, and they used paper. And if, you, if there was no paper there, uh, the, the machine would run out of paper, then your your 2848 would not be processed because it never, they never got it. It's, and that's the truth. Um, uh, it's late. Okay. Uh, and the pro- program... The agency also uses an obsolete version of an obsolete Windows a version of Windows. I heard they're at Windows ninety eight. Why is that? Uh, and the programming language of COBOL, which was designed in nineteen fifty nine and standardized in nineteen sixty eight, while COBOL is still used in the private sector, such as in many banks, it is ill suited for the kinds of innovations that have come to the American payment sector through Silicon Valley, starting with PayPal. It's easy to say that the IRS has not had the staff or the money to do the necessary upgrades. But hold on. These software upgrades are supposed supposed to save money by enhancing productivity, letting organizations do more with fewer people. A reasonable person can be forgiven for asking whether an agency with $13.7 billion budget really doesn't have enough to front some cash. You might argue that the IRS was too liquidity constrained to shell out the cash up front. But that but is that argument believable? The improvements from better software usually pay off qu- rather quickly, precisely because the software is labor saving. The US has plenty of small to mid-sized businesses and nonprofits with shrinking staffs and budget. Yet most of these institutions have been able to upgrade to better software often repeatedly. Unlike the IRS, many state agents Tax agencies at least use scanners, and those are hardly the wealthiest or most nimble institution in American society. Again, even in the in the state of Illinois, if I send them a power of attorney, they re- respond to me within hours and say and say it's been processed. But not so with the IRS, although they've gotten better, and sometimes I can get it the next day. Uh, when I instead of two weeks or three weeks or during COVID, not at all. When I see that the IRS reduced staff by 22%, I imagine an alternate reality in which the IRS had replaced a good deal of its office staff with better information technology, as many American businesses started to do in the 1990s. In this parallel universe, the staff of the IRS is down and the productivity of the IRS is up, as has happened uh, to so much white-collar office work. But that is not the world we live in. The advocates for additional funding should better understand why not everyone in America is thrilled with the agency's new budget boost. It's not just a bunch of kooks who fear an army of weapon-toting IRS agents, and you've seen this in the news, that that they're training agents with weapons. It's kind of a funny story. Uh, Or rich people who feel they shouldn't have to pay their fair share. It's normal people who think it's a bad idea to reward an agency that seems so dysfunctional. 
For example, according to the GAO's exhaustive report, a major milestone in upgrading the agency's 60-year-old database has slipped nine years from 2014 to 2030, despite the project being radically scaled back. The agency has also revised the program's cost, schedule, and scope goals on uh, numerous occasions, including seven times between 2016 and 2019. That does not inspire confidence. To be clear, I am on board that with the basic idea that we ought to be enforcing existing tax law better than uh, uh, tax law better rather than creating new tax hikes. Former Treasury Treasury Secretary Larry Summers and others have put forward compelling arguments for that conclusion. Not to me, that's not compelling. But are we so sure that another $80 billion is what will induce superior IRS performance? No. They waste that money. That's why they started cutting it, because the IRS was doing all these conferences and spending all this money wastefully. I propose an alternative. Plenty of government agencies, or for that matter, private institutions, have improved their performance without extra money, whether in America or abroad. So tell the IRS to start moving in the modern age into the modern age, and after they have sworn they can make uh, or shown that they can make better progress, then give them the money they need to finish the job. Seems reasonable to me. Does this seem reasonable to you? Uh, now, yesterday we were talking about fact checkers, so here's this short this short um, uh, article, uh, just because it's they were talking about the fact checkers, and we were just talking about them yesterday. Wapo, uh, Washington Post fact checker Glenn Kessler claims GOP prying, preying on voters' fear uh, on the IRS. Well, voters should fear the IRS. Twitter lights him up. So let's go. Uh, the Washington Post chief fact checker blasted GOP lawmakers on Twitter on Thursday, accusing them of preying on people's fears on Internal Revenue Service audits after Republicans railed against news that the IRS would be hiring thousands of new agents. Kessler's critics on Twitter didn't buy it, however, and accused of shilling for the Biden administration. Last week, Fox News Digital reported on the IRS updates proposed in the Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> claiming the proposed expansion includes an $80 billion boost to the IRS over a 10-year period, and more than half intended to help the agency crack down on tax evasion. If the bill is passed, the money allotted would go toward filling 87,000 IRS positions. In addition, an IRS job listing posted before uh, passing the legislation stoked fear among Republicans because it stated that the applicants to the new IRS positions should carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force. We reported that on here, if necessary. That line, according to Washington Post, has since been removed from the from the job listing, but not the requirement. They just took it out of the, the listing. Uh, Kessler, however, accused pundits and leaders of spreading fear about the agency. On Thursday, he shared an article from the Washington Post colleague and commented, my colleague has a good report, report about how the GOP falsehood of 87,000 armed IRS agents is Biden's, in Biden's bill is gaining traction despite its being totally wrong. Nobody said it, 87,000 armed Auditors aren't all armed. Uh, they don't have, you know, so so that's just not true. He continued, so another, uh, you know, uh, false flag. He continued that the Twitter feed uh, thread with a plug for his own fact check of the claim from last week. I had a fact check this last week, as had other fact checkers. 
The bill calls for 87,000 employees over 10 years, many of whom will replace the 50,000 retiring in five years. Net increase in IRS staff, 25%, still below what it once had been. Unbelievable. Uh, of course, they're forgetting about all the electronic filing and all that. Kessler then insisted that the GOP is, is trying to drum up its voters' fear of the IRS, stating the IRS is preying on people's fears of an audit, which is practically nil, and 80% of which are just an exchange of letters. Exchange of letters are still audits, and it still costs you money. So you know, that's, it seems so innocuous. It's just an exchange of letters. The IRS, the letter from the IRS says, you owe us money. And your IRS, better, the, the letter back says, oh, uh, I don't, you might be able to say, no, I don't. It's proved that you don't. But most of the time, you, you're going to pay. That stated goal is a crackdown on well-heeled tax cheats, not ordinary Americans, to close a tax gap estimated $381 billion a year, he added, further trying to discredit critics as alarmist. Um, so everybody's a tax cheat. Uh, all of those letters that go out, they're all tax cheats. Twitter uh, users mocked him for defending the IRS. Uh, the contributing editor, Stephen Miller, tweeted, you should trust the IRS. Journalism in the year 2022. Internet video database uh, Tom Elliott, Elliott slammed the fact checker, tweeting, surely not every, surely not even you are stupid enough to believe this. Disputing his claim that the agents will only go after the upper class, Red State Deputy Manager Brandon Morris uh, wrote, yeah, that's, they're just hiring 87,000 IRS agents, most of them tasked with enforcement, to go after 700 billionaires in this nation. Is it professionally embarrassing for you to be shilling for the administration like this? Asked Minnesota House Republicans Communications Director Andrew Wagner. Governor Ron DeSantis, spokesperson, wrote, this is a comment from a man who knows he won't be audited from Biden's 87,000 militarized IRS agents. Newsbusters executive editor came up with a new title for Kessler, tweeting, Glenn Kessler is not the fact checker. It's more of the GOP debunker. The partisanship is apparent. So there's more. Well, it's really at the end, so let's read the last one. Uh, Twitchy.com editor rebutted his claim that there's practically no cho- chance of an audit, tweeting, people don't know that the a chance of an audits will be low, especially with the growth of the Venmo, Cash App, etc. economy. And they're going, those are all paper. Those are, that's, that's going to happen. And, ex- and executive uh, conservative radio host Eric Erickson uh, remarked, stated goal is the key phrase. The IRS also denied targeting conservative groups until an inspector general found otherwise. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So anyway, that's that. That's where we are on this. I, um, I think again, eighty billion dollars is a lot of money. Uh, the IRS hasn't been able to get the ten thousand new employees that they need now, and all of these people are telling you that they're not going to go after people who are uh, making less than four hundred thousand. By the time they hire auditors and start auditing uh, more people. They'll be long gone, and you won't be able to hold them accountable for what they're telling you. Uh, but the fact is, every you know the IRS is coming, and that's the the way. Now, what can you do about it? Well, what you can do is start keeping better records, you know, and start uh, positioning yourself to protect yourself. And that's what we help people do at at the Open Tax Advocates. You know, if if you need that help, we'd be happy to 
I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, but but thanks so much for joining us here today. Um, tomorrow I have uh, we're going to do the show uh, the uh, with Nishe Sanin, attorney Nishe Sanin, our regular one of our regulars on the show on the Trust Radio Network. About two o'clock tomorrow, you can join us. We'll be streaming live um, at all of these locations. And remember, I'm going to ask you to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Uh, this is how we get this the, this information out to people. So we ask you to like and subscribe. And remember, if you have an IRS problem, if you owe the IRS money and you don't know what to do, first thing you should do, get a copy of my book, deal with your IRS problem today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy of Deal With Your IRS Problem, uh, problem Today. We will ask for a um, small shipping and handling fee, but the book is free and all of the bonuses are free. And there's a bunch of bonuses in there. You know, the four things you should know if you owe the IRS, if you uh, haven't filed your tax returns, things like that. Um, so get that. Get, we have other bonuses in there too. Uh, the six things you should you you should uh, the thing the six things you should never tell the IRS. Another one of the bonus reports. So uh, go to freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy. So thanks so much for joining us here today. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again. Remember tomorrow, Nishe Sanin, Attorney Nishe Sanin, on the show. And join us, won't you? Uh, and uh, again, thank you so much. Mm-hmm.